You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Brian Kelly, Senior Sales Executive for Trinity Logistics. In an industry filled with buzzwords like AI and automation, it's easy to fall into the security blanket of technology to fix all ills in your company's supply chain. But do your partners or your customers need more than a tracking number to ensure confidence? Brian Kelly, Vice President of Sales for Trinity Logistics, chats with us about his thoughts on the importance of focusing on people and partnerships working with the right tools and technology to really service your supply chain. Joining us today on the Inbound Logistics Podcast is Brian Kelly, Vice President of Sales for Trinity Logistics. Brian, thank you so much for taking some time to talk today. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. I appreciate that. It's great to have you. Brian, uh, do me a favor and introduce yourself to our audience and give us a little bit about your background if you could. Sure thing. So Brian Kelly, VP of Sales for Trinity Logistics. Uh, I'm, I've been in the industry for about 18 years uh, within the supply chain. So high focus on transportation and the logistics side, of course. Worked with two other high heavy competitors versus Trinity, XPO Logistics and Worldwide Express, um, holding executive management positions for them as well. So this is definitely uh, my area of expertise. I lead the corporate sales team at our corporate office. We've got about nine senior sales executives that report to me. I still consider myself an SSE. I just can't stop selling, um, which is a good thing and a bad thing sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs> that's a quick little nutshell about me. I live and breathe this industry. Very good, very good. Uh, Brian, tell me a little bit about Trinity Logistics then, please. Sure. So privately held company. The owner started it back, I believe, in 1979 as a local tr regional trucking company up north um, in the south in the northeast, and um, it just it continued to build and flourish into what is now a brokerage, um, and we employ just over I think 400 people. Still, of course, privately held. We were acquired by Burris Logistics, uh, again another privately held company. I think their third or fourth generation is running that business. Donnie Burris, uh, shout out to him. He does a great job. We also have um, Honor Foods, RW Zant, and a newly acquired Sunny Morning Foods underneath the one Burris, as you will. But Trinity Logistics, full mode agnostic, third-party logistics company. By mode agnostic, I mean every mode under the sun domestically, internationally. And then, of course, uh, the technology side as well, which I know we're going to talk about a lot today. Uh, but great company. I've worked for them for about three and a half years. I came from very structured, cutthroat background at XPO Worldwide Express. Um, and other guys know what I'm talking about. If they ever listen to, uh, to this episode, they'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, we know. So uh, just, it's a breath of fresh air. I, I love working with Trinity. And that's not just because I'm on a record line here. It's because I actually <laughs> really, I do enjoy my peers. I enjoy our executive team. I enjoy uh, really working here. We take, you know, our relationships to a whole nother level. So it's, it's kind of fun being part of a company that cares about their people. You know, there are companies that say, ah, oh, yeah, we, oh, we care about, we care, we care. And then you get there and you're like, oh man, what did I do? So it, it's just nice. Trinity, you know, we're a top 20 provider. Um, I think we're getting closer to a top 10 provider right now as a 3PL. Um, greatest places to work. Of course, we, uh, we've got a woman president, which is amazing. Sarah Ruffcorn, she's really cool to work for. Uh, she's been here for like 20 years. She's held just about every position there is. So um, we try to, we do things different. And, and I enjoy that at least. 
Sounds great. Sounds great. Uh, touching on something that you talked about, you did say we're going to talk about technology, uh, but you mentioned a lot of the people that you work with, a lot of great people at the company. Um, give me your initial thoughts then on things like automation when it comes to the supply chain. Sure. Automa- I mean, man, it's becoming so much more mainstream nowadays. It's so funny because us that we've been in the industry for, you know, some of us 10, 20, 30, even some of us 40 years still. And we've always relied on, you know, Excel spreadsheets and, you know, thank God we got emails in the, in the 21st century. And, and it's just becoming a little bit more common on the automated side, but um, it, there's good and bad, you know, you've got fully automated systems, platforms, you got full automation, autonomous vehicles coming, which is really cool. But then you also have to remember that with all of the AI and the automation out there, you still need people. And I think that's where Trinity really sets themselves apart as a competitor um, in our offerings, just because we still hire, we still bring on people because we know that it's the relationship and it's the people that are still, you know, managing and affecting the supply chain. So um, my thoughts on the automation when it comes to the supply chain, I think it's absolutely needed. I think we've needed it for quite some time. Now I'm only 40 years old, so I can only imagine what, you know, some of my predecessors and, you know, sometimes I talk to my dad, he's a boomer and he's, he's still to this day is we don't need it. And you're just going, nah, just hear me out. Like, let me tell you, it just may make you a little bit more efficient. I don't need to be more efficient. I'm fine. So you still get people like that and it's totally fine. It's their prerogative. It's relevant. You're still going to operate in the, in the supply chain, but with AI and automation, it's making people more efficient to where we can focus on, other things in the companies and that's vendor side and customer and shipper side. So it's funny because when you think about automation, you think that, you know, Brian at Trinity Logistics is offering this automated software to you guys. And then Brian's disappearing. No, Brian's offering that to clear up your day to day, make you a little bit better, save you some time and money, get some reporting in front of you, all the good stuff that you may not have clear up your day and make you guys more better at what you're doing while still being a partner. You know, I still call you every Friday or man, I don't have to call you at all, but there is that automation piece. We're seeing a lot more of it. It's becoming more mainstream. It's my opinion, absolutely 1000% needed in every aspect that we do, whether it's inventory softwares, whether it's tracking and tracing softwares. I mean, there's a platform for everything nowadays, which is awesome. But now you think about this, there's so many it's so oversaturated. Who do I choose? Where do I go? What do they yeah. do? What's their capabilities? So, but at the end of the day, honestly, I mean, I've been doing this for a little bit of time. Um, so of you, there's, I mean, we know so many people in this industry. Anytime you try to take something off of my plate, it's hard for me to release and adopt some something new. But because we have, you know, technology and automation that actually works with us, I think that's where we need to just get a little bit better at adopting it. Yeah, it sounds like the uh, evolution of the industry, right? Right, absolutely. All right, well, touching on that then, um, one of the uh, big buzzwords in the mainstream uh, right now is AI. Uh, what are your thoughts then on, on AI uh, and how it's going to affect uh, logistics and supply chain, if at all? Yeah, um, I think it will eventually. I think we're just peeling back the the sticker here or trying to get to the surface here. I'd like literally AI has been talked about for the last couple of years. And it's becoming relevant in some some markets within the industry. I mean, you look at one of our competitors, XPO Logistics. I mean, they've got robotics. They've got computers that run their warehouses. AI is fully capable of doing that 
um, for specific capabilities for customers, um, even some modes. I mean, we're looking at fully autonomous vehicles and I think in Europe, they actually have some of them, you know, fully full autonomous vehicles moving freight. So it's scary. Um, wow, yeah. But to be honest, I think AI, whether it's a technology platform, whether it's a truck, whether it's a warehouse, I think we need that. I think we need to focus a little bit more on alleviating some of the people's responsibility and getting them more in tune with customer facing, vendor facing, getting back to those relationships. We're not talking about AI replacing people. The technology right. doesn't replace people. Like I said in the in the last question, um, this is just making us better. It's making us more efficient. So um, I think it's going to affect logistics and supply chain in both pros and cons. I think there's going to be some setbacks just because we don't know what we don't know. Um, but then also we're trying to move so forward as a civilization to where we need things now and that AI is going to give us what we need now, whether it's answers, whether it's a delivery. I mean, we see it with Amazon all the time, their deliveries. I, I don't know how they did it so quick, but all of a sudden they were like, we're going to get you guys product in 24 hours. And we're all going, this is going to be amazing. Are, are you serious? Like I could order a pair of shoes from you, which is third party. I didn't have to go to Nike. I go on your website. I order the Nike shoes. You're telling me I get it in 24 hours. Sometimes you'll get that delivery today. Yeah. So we what we waited and we watched and now all of us are just good lord. I mean, I'm sure your wife has an Amazon budget at home and it's <laughs> it's it's great. It's fun when you have to go over the financials with your wife every month and go, what the heck's going on here? Oh well, we got it all in time. But <laughs> what I'm saying is that it I think it's gonna affect it. There are pros and cons to both. Um I think it's gonna lean more towards the pros. I think the effects on this are gonna be extremely beneficial for any type of return for a shipper, for a receiver, for a third party vendor, for warehousing, trucking, I mean, everything within this industry, I think it's gonna affect it in a positive way. Yeah. Uh, it'll start to get scary and scary impressive if I get stuff yesterday. Right, all of a sudden you're gonna go, <laughs> I I don't remember ordering this. But, well, <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, uh, back to the other side of that then. Uh, what are the benefits for shippers to look for partnerships or providers that, that focus on those relationships and service that's offered rather than just the technology? Um, I mean, there's a lot of benefits because you still get people and you still get processes. So, I mean, benefits for shippers to look for partnerships. You want shippers and customers to look for a partnership. I think that all this is going to do is let them know that technology is needed. So looking, the shippers looking for partnerships providers to focus on a relationship, but the technology still comes with that. You just don't know, you may not see it. So we currently have customers now, they go, I don't wanna do anything online. I don't need a portal. Nope, I'm gonna text you, I'm gonna call you, I'm gonna email you, we love that, absolutely. Hands down, I love getting on a plane and going and meeting our customer or our partner in person, shaking their hand, eating at their favorite restaurant, talking about their kid's baseball game or swim match or wrestling match. It just makes it that much more like relatable towards sure. what I'm doing. Like I don't do this to make a crap ton of money. Some of us make a lot of money. I don't make that much money. I do it because I enjoy what I do. I, I enjoy it. It's not a sell anymore. It's a relationship. So I think 
that a lot of those benefits for the shippers are people. They do, they're afraid to adopt into something more when they know if they call Brian or Jeff, Brian or Jeff is going to get it done. One of them will, as it relates to technology, because it hasn't been adopted um, or their company hasn't told them to adopt to it. They don't know what they don't know. Um, but I think that's what we try to uncover. Like on phone calls that you and I are on right now, we're letting people know that, hey, you still have a very valuable relationship here. This is a partnership. This just supports us. This helps us here. Um, now we do have customers that say, I'll never do it. And sorry, that's totally relevant. That's your prerogative. You can say that, that's fine. Um, and we'll keep the relationship that way. If you don't ever want to see me and you just want to talk on the phone once a, once a week or once a month, that's totally fine too. But a lot of what we're trying to do is just adopt what's going on to be better, be quicker. Nothing is more taxing for when me as a salesperson sells a company for nine months, no return out of it, constant contact, meetings, dinners, everything. You don't even see a load. You're not seeing a contract, nothing. And you work on that for that long. And then they go, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go with another provider. Well, Think about the technology side of it. When you've got the technology supporting you, you can you can show metrics, you can show analytics, you can do just about anything, any type of advanced reporting, whatever it may be. And you can show these live metrics to your customer and go, look, this is what we do. This is how we do this. Um, but yeah, there's nothing worse than just working on an account for so long or working on a relationship for so long. And then they just go, yeah, you know what? You don't really have what we need. And then you see them two months later and they've adopted some TMS system with another company. You're going, what just happened? So it's a silly question. Um, I know we talked about that prior to the call, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different benefits for the shippers to look for partnerships. Um, yeah. And I mean, we can just keep pushing that. I know I will to, for the rest of my career. I got like 20 more years left, maybe a little bit longer. If the relationships weren't there, if people were just pushing AI and technology, I would feel very disconnected from my job, which I got into this job for a reason. I like people. I like to talk to people. I like to learn about them. I like them talking to me and understanding and different cultures and worlds and traveling and all that kind of stuff. So you take that out of the mix. What do we have left? You see what we have. You have shippers that literally just go and I'll put you on my email blast. And you're just going, oh, great. Here we go. Um, <laughs> So yeah, we really try to drive and push that relationship. At least I do. Um, I teach my people that as well. Oh, then how do shippers build those people-focused partnerships? Uh, what do they look for in a provider? Um, it's depth. I mean, from what I've seen, it's transparency is number one. Um, transparency and a ton of visibility. The first thing want they want to know is that you're being fair. They want to know that if they come and start a relationship with you. Are they getting best possible price? Are they getting best possible performance? And the way that we do that and what we see is through transparency. We are very honest. Um, we're different. We, we have it all over our, our website. We have it on t-shirts. I mean, everybody, we say we're different on purpose. <laughs> we really are different on purpose because there are times where we have very difficult conversations with opportunities, current customers, long, long-term partners to where they trust what we're going to say because we are very assertive with our delivery. It's, hey, this is what you're getting. There are clear expectations. 
So I would say transparency and visibility are probably top here um, for what they are looking for in partnerships. All right. Now, how does Trinity then uh, build those partnerships with their customers? Well, I mean, we we really, really push partnerships. I think from like day one, if you start a position at Trinity, you go through basically a customer-centric or custom-centric selling workshop. And we teach you from going from an order taker all the way up to a partner. So really what we're trying to do is get the customer so hyper-focused on us as a partner, what we're doing, how we're creating efficiencies, um, our communication, um, how we handle logistics, everything like that to where the customer is going, okay, I know I made a good decision here. So for us to build those partnerships um, with those people, it's different because everyone's case, like hey, shippers are totally different. Everyone's different. Their expectations are different. We don't have very many expectations other than we want a customer or a shipper to want to ship with Trinity. Now, sometimes we don't. We've got a thousand plus customers um, that I'm sure say that they enjoy shipping with Trinity, but would drop us just like that due to one specific metric, which is pricing. Um, and we say it all the time. The reason why a lot of our pricing is different is because we bring on more reputable carriers and we're trying to bring those carriers under contract. So it's a little bit different of a procurement process. Um, but how we build those relationships and customer-focused partnerships, it's all about our people. Um, everything we do, the way that I'm talking to you right now, Jeff, is you'll probably hear very similar. So my SVP, Mark Peterson, um, great guy. Love, the, love his leading style. He leads our charge on the sales team. Um, but very similar mindset, customer-focused, relationship-focused, um, being very transparent. So our expectations are we want you to want to do business with Trinity. We also want you to be very transparent with what your needs and your wants are, um, whether it's technology, whether it's, you know, some type of uh, out of the norm mode that you need accomplished. We need to know this. And that necessarily doesn't come from just a, a sales call or a trade show visit to where you just go, hey, how you doing? You know, what's your book like? Oh, we just ship truckloads. How many times do we hear that? And then six months later, you're shipping and there's just so many problems because expectations weren't set from the very beginning. So um, we really latch on to our customers. We aren't who we are without our customers. We choose our customers too. So a lot of what we do is when we onboard a customer, we have an opportunity, we're going through a lot of bullets and motions on what do you want? What do you need? Here's also what Trinity wants and what Trinity needs. We want to make sure that we're the perfect partner for you. Sometimes it's not perfect, but we want to make sure that some of those bullets align together to where we are matching up something that could potentially be a better partnership. We go from an order taker or just a business provider or a vendor to, I'm calling Brian at Trinity every time. So uh, we build it extensively through trust, um, through visibility, through transparency. So kind of similar to what the shippers and the customers are looking for. Um, yeah. Now we would take on anybody, literally we would. I mean, we, especially with a market right now, it's just nuts. If a customer called <laughs> us and say, hey, I need you to ship, we'd say, yeah, absolutely, you got it. I, we're not even worried about that relationship right now because we want, we need low cap, we need market share, uh, just like any other competitor. But we really focus on that relationship. We are very different. Um, 
Yeah. If you ever call into Trinity and you talk to anyone else, you've talked to a few of my colleagues in marketing, but um, we're all very different. We're, we're pretty pleasant. Uh, it, we believe in what we say, which I think is just a differentiator uh, with some of the competition out there. And that's not to knock my competition. I've been, I've been part of the competition, but um, the belief here on I'm going to do something different that helps the customer um, is just a different mindset. It sounds like such an intense focus, uh, and it, it's such a balancing act, though, uh, service and automation and all that. So how does Trinity keep its focus on the people in the service instead of that automation? Yeah, um, I mean, so we've got policies in place to where we're actively doing business reviews with just about all of our customers. So we put it in front of us to where we have to do it. We hold ourselves accountable to where having business reviews with customers. We also have business reviews with our peers and, and our internal employees on accounts. So it's almost as if we're meeting with our customer, but we're not. So we do the same thing internally that we do externally with our actual partners and our shippers and our customers. Um, now that's sometimes we meet, we meet weekly, sometimes bi-weekly, sometimes we, we meet uh, once a month. And then for the most part, most of our customers are on um, an automatic QBR, which are quarterly business reviews. So it keeps us really hyper-focused on staying in front of the customer. Uh, retention's huge for us. So we've got steps in place, kind of like what I'm talking about is we've got a policy to where we do those QBRs and those business reviews, but we also do customer onboarding to where we bring the customer on. Um, now, whichever brokerage office that customer lies in um, or we can service the best in, that's where we would do a kickoff call. Now, it sounds pretty easy. It sounds like that's probably what a lot of co competition does and probably seems like what a lot of companies do for new customers. Um, but we really focus on that kickoff. So we're getting people introduced to the right people. We're going over clear expectations. And then we're going over how long we need to meet, what do we need to talk about? Because what we're really trying to accomplish is we're not just here to go after your freight. And brokers get that. They get that rap. They go, oh, man, they're sharks. All they want to do is make money. What we're trying to do is grow with you and then work on initiatives to help you grow. The only way to do that is by meeting with you, is to talk about the problems, talk about the issues, talk about the services, the failures, the successes, whatever it may be, um, and then build off that change management piece. So we're huge on that. Uh, my team specifically, our SSEs, our senior sales executives, um, we are that is part of our job duty is to make sure that we are doing business reviews, we are doing the customer onboarding. Now it sounds so simple, but sometimes some of the simplest things really work. So we don't go uh, out of the ordinary to keep the communication going and the relationship focused with these customers outside, outside of AI. But it's also, if we have a customer that says, hey, I'm okay just logging into the TMS and we don't have to talk, we still go, you got it, no problem. <laughs> Hey, let, let us know when you need us. It, there are customers like that. I'm sure you know some of them. And sure, it's, sure. It's, I mean, it's nice, um, but then you still have myself or somebody else checking in going, hey, everything good, let us know. Any initiatives that you need to accomplish? Okay, we saw these numbers. We did see that, you know, a couple of trucks fell off or we want to fix that. We replaced the trucks. So there's always something to talk about. The AI is just there to support all of the day-to-day, -day, the operations, the quoting, the sale, all that kind of stuff. But I mean, it's just like email. Before we had email, what'd we do? We were calling and faxing people. Um, so all we did was just adapt a bit and go, wow, cool, now we have a better efficiency. I can send this email really quick. I don't have to put postage on it or or send a fax or 
So it's the same thing. It's just we're making things a little bit easier. That's fantastic. A lot of great information there. Uh, I just want to tell our audience that Trinity Logistics is a burst logistics company offering people-centric freight solutions for businesses of all sizes for over 40 years. So if you want to learn more, go to trinitylogistics.com. That's Trinity Logistics, one word, uh, and uh, find out more information about Trinity and uh, maybe reach Brian Kelly over there who will obviously be glad to help you out. Brian, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, a lot of great info. Um, and uh, best of luck to you and to uh, Trinity and uh, have a good day. Thanks a lot for having me. I really appreciate it. This was a great time. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash get IL. That's bit. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.